Hello everyone, welcome to Bourbon and Beignets. My name is Whitney Snarton. Oh, the married Whitney. Yes. And this is Ginger Moore, always Ginger Moore forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. If you're new to Bourbon and Beignets, this is season two. Please go back and listen to season one where we go through Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 12. And um, I'm sure you'll find some good stuff in there and give us some feedback. But if you're new here, um, I'm the bourbon because I'm, I mean, I'm the beignet because I'm from New Orleans. <laughs> and I'm the bourbon because I'm from Kentucky, but I don't even really drink bourbon. Yeah, so I really like bourbon, so I really should probably be the bourbon, but I like beignets But too. maybe that's, you know, everybody's got to find what's their thing about their podcast. Maybe exactly. our thing is that we're not what you think we might be. That's very you can't, true. You can't put us in a box no you can't we'll bust out that box but <laughs> if you're new to this we talk about food life um relationships and jesus not in any particular order so that's what we talk about on this podcast and it's the musings of whitney and ginger and we're great friends so and then we go to church together we, to church we together. worship god together yes. we do ministry together sometimes we just hang out together because we just exactly. enjoy each other's and company. we're cool like that yeah. so yeah. um also if you're new to the podcast and thanks to our loyal listeners for continuing to listen in but if you're new to this then you know that we have a um you won't, won't know that we have a kotd and a potd so what does that stand for KOTD or kicks of the day. I wear the kicks. And today I have on uh, Reebok double new pops. New as in NU. I'm not really sure why it's NU instead of NEW, but they're very comfortable. Um, also, me and uh, Georgia Lee have lookalike shoes. So I was going to say, she's Whitney's been a, a sneakerhead influence yes. on my 20-year-old daughter, Georgia Lee. Yes, yes. These were on sale for like 40 bucks, and I couldn't pass them up. They're so cute and uh, comfortable. And so Georgia Lee and I, hopefully one day we'll take pictures and them um, together and be twinning. But uh, POTD or Pearls of the Day. So Ginger, you get into that. Oh, my Pearls of the Day. This is a favorite. It's not really a full strand. And you, we put all of this up on Instagram, mm -hmm. so you'll be able to see it. But I'm going to try and describe it best I can. It's a vintage. It's not a full strand. It is some pearls, but then also some small um, crystals. There are, um, it's like a burnished bronze chain that the pearls and the crystals are hooked together. But then what I love is that at the centerpiece of it is a vintage dogwood. I love that. And I, I got it because I love dogwoods, and they just give me that hope of spring. And in Paducah, Kentucky, where we record this podcast, we have a dogwood festival. Yes. And I got this strand from a local business here called Frenchtown Station. Nice. And it's my friend. Her name is Jenny Hudson, and she owns Frenchtown, and she and her sister are pickers. Yes. And they go to estate sales, and they just find the things. They just find treasures. Yes. And she gets a lot of vintage jewelry, and then she also gets... Um, sometimes she has some um, vendors that she uses that are all... Um, 
small local businesses, a lot of times they're female owned. And like this strand that I'm wearing, it was just created with a variety of vintage pieces to create a piece that's new to me. I love it. I love that big time. So we have our, um, thanks Ginger, we have our KOTD and POTD. Um, Before I get into this episode, we just want to give a little disclaimer Um, The last episode, we shared um, quite a bit about grief. And, um, you know, if you are needing to process grief, first of all, we are not licensed therapists. Um, The musings are strictly musings. We are not giving you professional, um, you know, professional advice on how to deal with grief. Um, grief is messy. We recognize grief, grief is messy. Grief and is hard. messy and hard. Um, but you know, right after that episode um, was the uh, Breonna Taylor verdict and uh, the verdict of that case. And I know out of that, um, people are just confused on how to feel, what to feel. There is, you know, a process of grief. And in season one, we talked a lot. We talked in six A and six B about racial injustice and and what our role is in that and. Um, if you're feeling grief throughout everything, please seek professional help um, to make sure you process that accordingly. We don't want to go to any, um, you know, negative things we, and, to process. And two, that. we didn't, you know, you all don't know our recording schedule, but we'll let you in a behind the scenes of Bourbon and Beignets. Yeah. You know, we Whitney works full time. I do all kinds of things full time. And so when we record, we record sometimes a week or two weeks before you all get the episode. So we actually recorded our grief episode, I think, about eight days before that decision came out of Louisville. And, you know, I, I told Whitney afterwards, I said, you know... When we talked about grief, you know, after the episode, we looked at each other and we went, well, that that went pretty well. And then, you know, a few days later, we release it. And then a few days after that, there's so much anger and grief Mm -hmm. in the world. And we thought, you all don't know that we recorded that before all of that happened. And we would never want our listeners to think that we were flippant about something That was so heavy right. and it's been so right. hard for so many people to process. Right. And, you know, when we were prepping for this episode, you know, I looked at Whitney. I said, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about that now that we've released it and then everything that's happened? And she was like, uh. So we both kind of looked at each other and we just wanted to be real open with y'all that we, you know, we try. I don't know. Maybe we're complicated a little bit. Like yeah. we love a good time and we yeah. love to share a lot of laughs, but there's a lot of life that's heavy yes. and we don't ever want you all to think that we are, um, making light of any of that. Yes. Yeah. Or frivolous with things that are heavy. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So just wanted to give a little disclaimer about that before we start in on, uh, episode three and we're talking about isolation, um, the title of this episode is going to be the things that entangle us. Isolation, entanglement. So, like, is isolation actually an entanglement? Is it good or is it bad? And we're going to discuss a little bit about that. Uh, Ginger's going to go ahead and read the scripture for this season. So last last season, we had Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 12. This season is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Um, and we're focusing the whole season on 
that scripture. So if you wouldn't mind reading that, Jen. Sure thing. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And um, we chose this because we just started thinking about one of my favorite life verses, and I think it's one of Whitney's as well, is John 10.10 10, mm-hmm. about that, you know, the thief comes to um, steal, kill, and destroy, yep. but Jesus comes to give us life abundant. So we just, in our friendship and just our conversations, we started talking about the things that entangle us and hold yep. us back. And then, of course, then Jada came along with her entanglements, and we were like, this, we can't resist this. Perfect. <laughs> so let's look at the Perfect. things that will entangle us and hold us back from just that full life that God wants us to have. Right. And a full life doesn't mean that it's always an easy life. Right, right. Um, but, you know, so that's, we just started kind of working through, okay, what are the things that that we could get entangled in. What mm-hmm. are the things that have held us back at different times? And isolation was on my list because isolation can be good or it can be bad. It, it just depends be. on, I think, the amount of time that yep. you're in isolation yep. and what you choose to do during your isolation. Yes, yeah. So Whitney came up with some really interesting, good biblical examples of isolation. So go through some of our our good isolation examples. So when we were coming up with uh, the theme or exploring the theme and and the topics and Ginger stated isolation, um, I immediately thought of of good things. So um, we see folks in the Bible uh, who go into isolation before something big or something good happens or they're delivered out of something. So Moses on the mountain. Um, I mean, you know what happened when he came down from the mountain, but still, he it delivered. Was hot, it was a hot mess. It was a hot Once mess. It was a hot mess, but he still <laughs> delivered a lot of people. Um, Paul in prison. Um, you think about Adam in the garden. Um, also, let's talk about Eve in the garden because her. I, we'll talk about Eve later, but her isolation did not lead to something good. But anyway, um, Adam in the garden. He was he was in isolation. Uh, but we. Elijah and Jesus were isolated in wilderness. Um, Elijah was in the wilderness and fleeing, and Jesus, it was more of a test before he went out to minister publicly or uh, minister on a a grander scale. So that's in Matthew 4. But I want to go into um, Elijah in the wilderness a little bit, because this, and and Mike, who's Ginger's husband, um, preached on this one Sunday, and said, you know, Elijah in, this was in 1 Kings 18 and uh, verse 5, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. And so, so God told Elijah, get up and eat. And I wonder, I wonder like what the tone was of that. Like, (laughs) how did Elijah receive it? Like, was it like, get up and eat, like, just do it. Or was it like, get up and eat? Or was it like, get up and eat? Like, (laughs) You know, was he having a little empathy? Like, I always wonder, like, what the tone was, because the first time Elijah ignored God, and, I mean, he he did get up and eat, and then for 40 days, you know, did his thing, and then he went back into, basically, into isolation, and in verse um, 9, um, 
or he got up a little bit. And then in verse nine, it God was like, what are you doing? I said, get up and eat. Like, get up and eat. You got a job to do. And so um, it wasn't until God uh, presented himself in a big voice and um, rumbled all the mounds and the, the cliff that Elijah was like, oh, I need to get up and eat. Like, I need to do this thing. So, um, but well, after and I that. Like, I like that Elijah, too, was, um, you know, he was like, I just can't take it anymore. Everybody's out to get me. Yeah. All these people want to yeah. kill me. Right. All I've tried to do is what you've wanted me to do. Exactly. And so, you know, he was kind of having that little pity party. Yeah. But I, I'd like to think that God was was just like um, a loving father with a kid that needed a nap. Yeah. Yes. You know, because yes. he was like, I yes. get it. You're tired. Take a nap. Here's a snack. Right. Now let's get back after it. Let's, you know? let's get back after it. And he did great things after that, you know. Um, so there's some greatness that came out of that. And we all know what Jesus did. So um, if you don't, go ahead and read the first, <laughs> read the Gospels. Uh, start, start in Luke. It's start exciting. in Luke. It's, it's exciting. Uh, but um, Jesus out of the wilderness came great things as well. Now Job. Job was like poster child for grief as yes, well. Yes, I agree. Um, but he was also a bit of a poster child for isolation and not that he isolated himself, but others isolated him. So he, like his friends, his wife were like, what are you doing? Like your God has forsaken you and like, you know, done all this. And like, why are you still, why are you still here? Like, what are you doing here? And and he had great faith um, in God. Of course he questioned, he, you know, he went through the stages of grief of being angry with God, but ultimately um, he was a great example for how we need to get through grief and um, continue to have faith in God. And so he was not technically physically isolated, but it was more or less like he didn't physically isolate himself in the wilderness or anything like that. But it was more or less like he was isolated by association with God. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. And yeah. I think, too, you know, part of what isolated him was his grief. I yes. Think, I think, yes. you know, it was just yes. there was such a great loss. Yes. He was isolated and that people didn't know what to do with him. Exactly. And I think we've we've all been in that situation yeah. before. You know, I've been in a season of great grief mm-hmm. where. I was just very alone, mm-hmm. just, you know, and I was just kind of sitting in it. And it's interesting. There were a few people that reached out to me during mm-hmm. that time of grief, and I've never forgotten those people that came to me in my grief. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, one of my friends, she didn't say anything but, oh, Ginger, I am so sorry. I'm just sorry. Yeah. And then she said, I love you. And I was like, you know what? That's enough. That's, That's enough. enough. That's and, it. Um, but I didn't stay in that isolation. You know, yep. I, I put on my, my big girl panties and... There you go. Got after it, so... And, and one thing, um, before Ginger kind of gets into her, um, her spiel on isolation, I was reading this article in preparation for this episode, and it said that it, uh, it appears in the Bible that isolation is a necessary ingredient for a complete spiritual life. And I thought that was pretty cool because we we think of it as a bad thing, but a lot a lot of good can come out of isolation. Um so so that's some good examples um of isolation and I think about fasting and how discipline correct, you know, fasting um can lead to um stronger faith or a better relationship with God or um, Ginger stated centering yourself in God's will um, when we were going through this. And so, um, you know, 
isolation can be a good thing and like fasting and praying and just isolating and, and getting closer with God. But, um, well, you I know. think too, you, you're talking about a positive way yes. to isolate for spiritual growth. Yes. And, you know, the fasting and prayer part, mm-hmm. when I, you know, maybe a, a more biblical, polished way is, you know, you're isolating for spiritual growth. I'm, I'm more of the, like, uh, Leslie Jordan on TikTok. I'm a, <laughs> I love I'm a, him. I'm I love a, him. I'm, an, I'm a hunker downer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like I've got to hunker down sometimes. And, you know, I think back to that, be still and know that I'm God. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We have a little house on the lake, and that's where I'm really able to mm-hmm. hunker down, be still, and know that He is God. Because I can sit. Well, when you walk in, it's a whole wall of windows, and it looks like the house is in the water. Yeah, and I, there's just something about being there where it's quiet. Yeah. You know, we hardly even have cell phone signal there. Well, and, that's great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, but to be able just to look and yesterday, you know, my my family, well, they were all watching football inside, and I literally just I sat outside for probably two hours by myself. Mm-hmm. Hardly a boat went by, and I I read a devotional book, and I just had some quiet time. Yeah. And that's a that's a healthy isolation but there are all kinds of unhealthy reasons absolutely that we isolate and um if you ask my girls one of the things that I've taught them growing up why why are you a part of a local group of believers and it is because the devil does some of his best work in isolation yep when you are alone and you feel like Either one, you can do it on your own, mm-hmm. or, you know, my relationship with the Lord is very personal, so I don't need other people. Um, that is when it is so easy for the devil to get a foothold. And, you know, sometimes we will isolate out of just physical exhaustion. Yep. I've done that. I've yep. done that. Yep. Um, sometimes we isolate because we are um, just emotionally drained. Yes. And that's where I was yesterday afternoon. Yeah. You know, I was just emotionally drained. But I knew no matter what I did yesterday, mm-hmm. we're recording today's a Sunday. Yes. Um, and we've just worshiped God together. I knew that no matter what happened on Saturday, I was still going to gather with a group of believers on Sunday. Yes. And um, I just think part of it as women we tend to go so fast. We just mm-hmm. feel like we're pulled in so many different directions. Um, sometimes it's hard for us to have the self-awareness yes. to recognize that our bucket is empty. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this week, you know, I've had my husband who has a full law practice. We've been in process of hiring a secretary. I had my oldest daughter started her first week of a grown-up mm-hmm. job. Praise God. And my younger daughter is doing a PR internship, and she was doing an interview, interviewing some alumni, and it was a really big deal and did a great job. So proud. Of course. Um, But everybody everybody needed a piece of me this week, Mm -hmm. and that's not even counting ministry work Mm -hmm. and other things that were in my life. And um, I... By the end of the week, I knew, because I knew I needed to take care of myself, that I can't 
feel, I can't pour from an empty bucket. Right, right. And I, but I knew that the way to refill my bucket was mm-hmm. I did some Bible reading. <clears throat> I read a devotional book. And I knew I was going to worship God today. Yes. Because what happens, those that's that's a healthy way to mm-hmm. refill your bucket. Oh, yeah. The yes. unhealthy way to fill your bucket, and I'm not saying <laughs> that I haven't done any of these. Yeah, <laughs> um, me um, either. I've done some of these. You can escape and isolate and self-medicate. And mm-hmm. you can, I've seen... I, this isn't this the great Christian thing? I've seen other people do this. Sure. Oh, I, I put them on my prayer list. Uh, you know, you can self medicate with food. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, you can yep. self medicate with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, you can isolate and detach and just become kind of a ba- the bad attitude yep. person. Mean and surly. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can become surly and burly. Yep. Um, you know, those are all unhealthy ways. Um, to just escape, yeah. and that you know that's unhealthy isolation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Uh, it, I feel like it's okay for me to um, you know go through to refill my bucket with alcohol as long as Ginger's there. Um, when we were playing in this episode, <laughs> we were both we you could tell we were both just tired already from the weekend. It was what Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> And Ginger texted me. It was Wednesday, yeah. And Ginger texted me, um, tea or a cocktail? In all caps, I was like, cocktail, like <laughs> double, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but honestly, being you know around one another um, always lifts um, one another's spirits. Um, but you can definitely isolate away from those good things. Like, what what had it been if I was like, well, let's just wing it on Sunday and like you know not talk about isolation because I'm feeling isolated at work or something like that or just not you know not talked about it and a lot of the times um isolation stems from like shame or depression um holding on to the sin uh that's something that's been uh, more present in my life of you know as I'm married we talk about Corbin and I talk about a lot and we both have talked um, extensively before we were married, but now that we're married about holding on to sin and like how that impacts one another and like me holding on to my past sin, how that impacts our relationship and impacts him. Because at this point, it's not just me holding on to it. It's him as well. And sure. it's going to impact him. <laughs> so, you know, that's been something. And that's a way of isolation from my husband. Like, you know, I'm holding on to this and it's it's a barrier between us. And so, um, you know, in physical isolation and quarantine, I mean, we were not around each other, not me and him, but, you know, me and you weren't, I mean, there were months, I think, that we probably went without seeing a couple, one or two months, and that's not like us, um, of, like, physically seeing one another, and it's, it's, it's weird, because, you know, we... Well, I remember I brought something, I, oh, it's when our... Okay, this is a shout out to our church. Yeah. Our church like fed some of oh, the staff yeah, yeah. at Whitney's Hospital, and yep. it, it really it had been probably almost a month yeah. since we. I think it's yep. the longest we've ever gone since our so friendship too. that I'd seen you. And we'd been talking and texting, but that's yeah. not the same. And, and I remember we met each other mm-hmm. where I was going to drop the food off, and mm-hmm. I was like, "I want to hug you, but I know I can't." <laughs> and you know, and um, I think I said uh, I've said this to several people during. Um, quarantine i'm like you know you've seen that experiment where it's like it's the mama monkey and the baby monkey and they they remove the baby monkey from its mother and because the baby monkey doesn't have physical contact the baby monkey dies and right. i'm like 
I'm the baby monkey. <laughs> like right. I, right. I'm I'm a toucher. I'm a right. hugger. Me I'm too. A, I'm a patter. And we're gonna yeah. we'll talk about some of that in um, an upcoming episode. Yes, in the upcoming but, episode that'll um, be fun. You know, I think this the idea of holding on to your sin. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we isolate. Mm-hmm. Because we want to hold on to the sin because yes. we like the sin. Right. And we don't right. and if it's if it's somebody that really loves us and cares about our soul, yes. they're gonna like call us out on yes, it. Yes, absolutely. And if I'm absolutely. not ready to give the sin up, um, then I'm not gonna wanna be around you because right. you're gonna call me out. Right, right. But and that's and that's a rebellion. I mean, yep. that's a that's a rebellious, willful heart. And yep. I certainly have had my share of willful heart moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then sometimes when you're holding on to the sin yep. um you isolate because of the shame yeah and definitely you, definitely and that you know i think about where the your head space is at that time and you know you're wanting god to get get in your spirit and feel feel your spirit and but honestly that's a time when satan tends to attack us is when we're you know holding on to that grief or that we're being isolated and I mean just think about Jesus in the wilderness was tempted so if Jesus was tempted who's to say that I'm not gonna be tempted I'm just mortal not mortal man mortal woman but you know (laughs) Jesus I mean he's Jesus and he was still tempted of course he got through that temptation but Satan will attack you um in isolation that is that is what I mean Job like you know, Jesus, Adam, Eve, <laughs> baby, when I see Eve in heaven, me and her going to have some words. Now, granted, I'm going to love her like I love myself because I'll be in heaven, but I, I got some words for her. I mean, man, didn't even leave her alone for a few minutes. And look at this painful childbirth. I'm like, come on, girl. I, oh, Eve. Oh, Eve. I, I got some questions for her. Um, but that's all right. I'll, I'll be happy to see her. That's for sure. But look where we are now as a result of her um, few moments of isolation and um, being tempted and, and Satan attacking. So uh, and she gave in. She she, she could have not in. given in. Right. And you know we could get right. into a philosophical discussion. Right. If Eve had not given in, would there still been the fall of man? And right. that's the kind of discussion that gives me a headache. Right. Me because too. You know, it's a what if, and yeah. she she was isolated for yeah. a little bit, and yeah. you know, Satan swooped in, and here we are. Yeah, PM, PMS, <laughs> right? <laughs> Menopause, painful childbirth, oh, awesome, all of it, uh, great, great. But you know, thinking about how Eve was alone though, and she was just so, and we don't know. In scripture, it appears that she was easily swept away mm-hmm. into that temptation. Yeah. But I think, isn't it interesting that the Lord, since he made us, he knew we needed each other. And yep. it's one of the reasons that we have church. The whole yep. idea of church mm-hmm. is because the Lord knew that we would be better mm-hmm. if we were together. Um, and what's interesting and we've talked about it many times in our friendship is the lord knew we were better together in church he also knew we were better together when our church was diverse yes you know we it's a it's a it's a more complete body when there's diversity and um i think going back to shane though you know if if your church is um more of a Mm fear-based legalistic church Mm -hmm. It's 
it, it, you just carry that shame more. Yeah. It's not a it's not a safe place to come and go. I've really messed up mm-hmm. because you're afraid who you tell. Right. Is it going to be weaponized on you later? Yes. Yes. You know, and and yes. and that's me- That's messy. I mean, church is messy when it comes to what's a mm-hmm. what's a safe place that I can go and say, here is my struggle. This is what it looks like. Yes. I've messed up. Yes. And um, you know, and I'm I'm thankful that our church, we really we do foster that environment of of openness and everybody's got their broken parts. Some yes. of you may be hiding your broken part, but yeah. The, yeah, I had a conversation with one of the kids, a real conversation. And he he's a teenager and uh no, maybe not anymore. But anyway, um, at the time, I think he was a teenager. But anyway, had a conversation and, um, you know, it got really real. He asked me about some stuff and he was a little shy because, of course, it, you know, he had some questions about sex. And I uh, I was giving it to him real. And he was just like, oh, Miss Whitney, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not gonna, um, you know, we've all we've all lived life. And who would I be you know I'm I'm not holier than thou like who would I be if I w- wasn't giving you the real deal and how this one act can impact your life and like not being sensible about something and you know leading him back to the scripture and stuff and so you know he could have easily isolated himself or been shameful but he was he felt comfortable enough to come to one of us well actually he came to both of us and um, it ended up, I think I was the last one to talk to him and, uh, and he was like, oh my gosh, like she's <laughs> like saying real words. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't sugarcoat it, which I was good. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, at our church and I, you know, it's funny, it all runs together. I can't remember what we shared and what mm-hmm. we haven't, you know, at our church, we're really open about, um, the brokenness that can happen in marriage. Yep. And how the Lord can put back together situations that look mm-hmm. really hopeless. Yeah. We've seen it happen. Yes. Um, you know, praise be to God when it happens. It's yes. just, um, and what's so cool is when someone takes their their broken situation, the Lord rebuilds it. Mm-hmm. And w- one of our friends, Mike, said the husband came to him and he said, you know, one of the things that's cool about our church is that at other churches, I wouldn't have been, like, welcome to share my story. Right. But here, you all celebrate my deliverance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, celebrate my deliverance. You celebrate God rebuilding what was broken. Yes. And I think, you know, you can isolate and you can carry around the shame. Mm-hmm. But... um. That's not what, that's not the purpose of your brokenness. Yes, yeah. You know, the ultimate purpose is that God restores and he redeems and he rebuilds. And he wants you to tell people, I was here and then the Lord did this. And now I'm over here and it's so much better. And I'm just... Knowing that church can be safe, yeah, and yeah. that you can just be real, and we're gonna love you through it because you know what is yeah. it when you point a finger, you have three pointing back yes, at you. <laughs> absolutely, and I think about um, you know self-imposed I- isolation versus 
isolation you didn't ask for. And a lot of the times that's in church. You you know, the worst fe- one of the worst feelings I've had was feeling lonely at church, like feeling isolated, like this is supposed to be my family. And granted, you know, there are elements where you're supposed to feel uncomfortable in church a little bit, especially when, um, you know, if a preacher or pastor has um, been delivered a sermon that is particularly speaking to you, sometimes particularly convicting and um, you know, you're that one person that God was speaking to that day through through a pastor or a preacher. But um, the worst feeling I think that I've had in church was just feeling lonely in a room full of people who are supposed to be my brothers and sisters in Christ. And mainly because there was a sense of judgment or shame. And it's like, how am I isolated within church? Like that that should never be a thing. I, always, I mean, that should be the safest place. That should be the safest place. And sometimes um, I think about the, the, there's a song by Jill Scott and uh, a line of the song is, because I'm lonely whenever you're around. And she was talking Ooh. about a romantic, <laughs> yeah, spicy, huh? She was, she was talking about a romantic relationship and like them being in the same room, but she was still lonely um, when that person was around, uh, another song focused by her, um, said, you know, can you just focus on me? And like, you know, I, I think about that and, and be, still being lonely around someone who, or around people that are supposedly supposed to love you and be your family. But, um, we can get entangled in this type of isolation, Ginger. And it, it really, when you're feeling isolated in church, it can get, in the way of your relationship with Christ. It really can because, you know, that's supposed to, those are supposed to be the people who are s- supposed to help you or um, maybe not supposed to help you, but people you can go to in those times of darkness or isolation, um, well, self-imposed isolation. I can tell you years and years ago, and it was before Mike was a believer, <clears throat> I went to a church I went to church on a Wednesday night because I knew I was a church girl and church girls need to go to church on Wednesday night. Yeah, and eight eight honest, times a week. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't want to go to church. I, I'd been up. It was back when I taught school and I literally had 26 six-year-olds at 10 minutes after seven no. in the morning. No. So early to have small children that pick their nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, Shout it was out to win- the teachers. It was a Wednesday night, and I knew I needed to go to church, and so I went by myself, and I sat on a pew. And I, I mean, I was trying to make friends. I yeah. sat on the end of a pew, and, um, you know, Wednesday night, you got to really want to be there. And mm-hmm. um, they, it was like the kind that did the, like, the little Devo first, and yes. then the Bible study. And so I got there 10 minutes early. I sat down, went all through the Devo, went all through the Bible study, got up, walked out. Not one person spoke to me from the time I went in and sat down to the time I left. I got in my car and I cried. Yeah. And I never yeah. I never went back to that church. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and that was a time I wasn't purposely isolating myself, but mm-hmm. I was just I was very isolated. But, you know, what you talked about earlier about feeling lonely whenever you're around mm-hmm. or, you know, we've kind of gone all over the place today about reasons why we isolate. Right. And, you know, for us to have that abundant life, we've got to be part of the body of Christ. Right. And we've got to be plugged in. And so I was listening, I listen to different podcasts and Bible study while I'm cleaning my house and stuff. And I listened to one this week and the, the pastor was in Romans 12 
sixth, and he was in the whole first part of Romans 12, but the part that jumped out to me is he said um, in verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And it says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. And the point he made, and I thought, isn't this funny how I'm listening to this and we're getting ready to record this episode about isolation. You know, the Lord wants us to be part of the body. Yes. And this whole list of gifts, not a single... And, and you know, the pastor made a point of saying is this is not an exclusive list of the giftings right. in the body of Christ. Right. But he said, none of these gifts can be done in isolation. It's true. And think about it. You can't... You can't teach to a wall. Right. <laughs> you can't, you know, give to no one. Right. You right. know. <laughs> right. And I right. thought it just reinforces that idea is that God did not design us to isolate. Right. For that full abundant life. Right. He wants us to be an active party, yes. a part of the body of Christ. Absolutely. And I thought that's a, that's a really good point, is that your gifts can't be used in isolation. That is good, because, you know, having mercy, who are you going to have mercy on? Or, <laughs> like, show mercy to? Like, I mean, yourself is great, but um, if uh, gifts are meant for giving, right? Ooh, so, I like that. Hey, you can thank Sharon for that one, Nanny T. Oh, we love Sharon. She's, a, she's always... Uh, pretty much 98% of the time, anything we put on social media, yeah. she's our first like. <laughs> yeah. She sends us uh, the hand claps. Yes, or, or the hundred. The, she gives us a hundred all the time on yeah. our Insta story. So, yeah, she's um, really cute. That's really all we we're going to talk about today that's as it. far as isolation goes. You know, we're always grateful that y'all listen. And yes. we always like to thank our friends at Called by God for our intro and outro music. Yes. You can find them on Spotify. Um, oh, there was something else I needed to share. It's going to drive me nuts because I can't remember it. Do you remember what it was? Um, mm. We're going to be doing a live episode at some point. Oh, oh that, yeah. yeah. That was it. We're, we're going to do a we're live. We're going to do a live. You know, we, we got to figure out exactly what we're doing because, you know, Ginger was like, we should make beignets. And I, I was just like, man... A hot pot of grease. I don't. I'm gonna have to take my tennis shoes off for that. Well, then one, I went to a restaurant. Yeah. I took I took my oldest daughter Maggie on a little mother daughter trip before she became almost a grown up, and <laughs> I sent a picture. I went to this restaurant called Shunk Gully, mm-hmm. and they had beignet fries. Yes, yes. And I was like, Oh, Whitney, we've got to figure out how to make these. Yeah, I mean, Popeyes kind of stole our thunder with the chocolate cover, chocolate filled. filled beignets. I was like, Dang it, Popeyes. Yeah, but we're gonna, <sighs> we might part of our live episodes, we might just be eating those Popeyes beignets. We might be. <laughs> hey, we might be doing that. So be ready for a yeah. live episode. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, sorry if the sorry ahead of time if the quality is gonna be poor, but we're gonna be re- trying to record. Um, you know, a live episode uh, that we can also post to Apple and Spotify and Anchor. Um, so the quality of the vocals may not be as great, but 
join us no, on no, the no. live. No, no, no. Let's not downplay. Let's, let's, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be super fun. And we yes. want, you know, we'll we'll be begging y'all for the little thumbs up and stuff. Yes, um, definitely. Remember, words of praise are one of my love languages. Yes, so yes. We need you go, that. girl. Um, oh, our, our merch. Yeah. Our, our merchandise link is really, really close yes. to being up. You know, our first, we had our giveaway winners. Yes, we um, did. Kip Kip Caray mm-hmm. on um or Kip Kip Caray. Hip Hip Caray. Hip Kip Caray. Hip Hip. Yeah. Her, hip Hip Caray. That's it. Okay. Anyway, go. Corey Jackson. Yes. She's <laughs> she's drinking her coffee and hot tea out of a bourbon and beignets yes, coffee she mug. Is. Yes, she and is. Randy Lynn Tucker, my BFF yep. in Lexington, she got our first bourbon and beignets t-shirt yeah it looks so nice too she posted it on her instagram yeah so so we're gonna have all of that coming up soon so So be on the lookout bolo bolo for all of our uh upcoming ventures in bourbon and beignets thanks for listening y'all thank y'all bye so i'm asking you to